You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of stuff going on in the world of wrestling. We're going to get into it later this week. Uh, the uh, Talking Shop of Mania, we're going to have Z talk a little bit about today. But Impact's Turning Point was last night. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the week. Obviously, not all of us could have watched it just last night. Some issues with the Impact app. We'll get into that. But the real big news is Zelina Vega was randomly released from the WWE. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Survivor Series coming up next Sunday a little bit and how things seem a little bit different for this WWE pay-per-view. We're going to get into all that and more this week. Professional wrestler and professional podcaster, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is the Smoke Show, Scarlett Bordeaux. What's up, guys? The After Machine, Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to The Art of Wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to... And you're listening... And you're listening to... Did you listen to Breaking Down the Ring? Breaking Down the Ring. Breaking Down the Ring. Breaking Down the Ring. Breaking Down the Ring. Break it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening, you are watching, you are paying attention to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. Smitty. Nick. <laughs> Happy birthday, Smitty Z. And me, the almighty one, Mikey himself. Um, for, look, uh, I know that I flashed the Mandingo dick last week as we were towards the end of our show and I got a lot of shit for it, but Z's walking around in gray sweatpants right now, folks. Uh, I don't think it's very fair that I got all the <laughs> shit <laughs> and this dude's just dropping the uh, female, the male version of a female thong right now. Okay. Uh, he's got trying to pull in all the ladies. It's fucking horse shit. He's going to a friend's giving where he's just like, check out my dick. Because <laughs> I guess I brought the, the side dish. Right, I got the meat. <laughs> no, we're, so. we're going right into uh, talking Shoppermania then, huh, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm pretty sure, Smitty, you you guys talk, talk on Shoppermania as well, correct, my friend? I didn't get a chance to uh, finish watching it. Mother dick. You mother dick. It's okay. Z watched the whole thing. So let's talk a little bit about it, Z. Talk to Shopamania 2. Obviously, Smitty will get your input for uh, everything that you saw. Nick, did you watch it? I did not. I'll be very honest, man. I remembered it. 
and I wanted to watch it and I didn't feel like spending the money, even though it's only $15 for two hours, I'm not trying to knock it, but I didn't feel like spending the money because at, this was like a shitty week for me. And I'm just like, no, I don't feel like doing anything extracurricular. I just feel like wallowing in my own fucking sorrow of thinking well, I had. I'll give you my fight TV login and you can rewatch it as many times as you'd like. I'll do Dang. that. But no, yeah. So I was like, thought I had COVID 19. I thought I was again, which was fucking crazy. Like, dude, who gets it twice, right? Like, come on. Me. I was the one who almost got it twice, but not here or there. So Z watched the whole thing. Smitty is sleeping in bed. Just so this, it's just sit up, <laughs> bro. Like just sit. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so Z go into it, man. Talk a little bit about talking shop. Uh, okay. So it starts off with Anderson and Rocky Romero showing up just like the first one did only this time, instead of Rocky Romero being in a car seat, He's in one of those like power wheel Jeeps that you buy for, I don't know, four year old kids. And he's like, this is my rental and like kicks it and flips it over and shit. Uh, and then they get attacked by retribution. Um, <laughs> and it's a bunch of guys in all black with the like, if you could buy a Halloween mask at the dollar store, that's what these guys were wearing. Like that. That's how bad the masks were. And they kept. Uh, saying they're like, wow, dude, get them away from me. They smell like shit. They smell like shit. Um, little did I know, and I was like, oh, that's weird, but that actually plays in at the end um, when Chad Ferguson, and, or it wasn't Chad Too Bad and Sex Ferguson go at it. Um, well, the first match of the night is Rory Fox, and he's talking about how they, you know, stripped him down naked. So he takes off his fucking trunks and he's just wearing a fucking thong. His partner is Rim Job. They take on Brian Myers and Hornswoggle, but they're calling him Swag Kona because Matt Cardona pulled out. So they keep calling him Swag Dona is what they keep calling him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Myers in the match only does Matt Cardona moves. Uh, <laughs> um, they end up the uh, rim job is the uh, Rory's uh, tag team partner's name, who is also in a thong. Um, they lose. Rory runs a full lap around the house, whatever. Ends up with on the next one, if there is a next one, it'll be Matt Cardona versus Rory Fox in a tuxedo match. And he strip first one to strip them down to their underwear, you know. Loses. Um, but a lot of the stuff they did last night was uh, some were subtle and some were just blatant rips at WWE. And it's not, it wasn't like they were attacking WWE. They were like kind of attacking and making fun of like all of wrestling as a whole. Just WWE and Raw, especially right now, have so much bad shit on television that there was a lot to make fun of. Like, for example, the rep, the retro poop shit. At the end, they they like you know uh, Chad too bad. He created this faction, and he keeps saying, "Oh, but they keep they smell like shit. They smell like shit." So Sex Ferguson takes them all out, and they all turn into poop. And they're like, "Ah, I get it. It was a shitty gimmick." And then they keep going <laughs> on with the match. Like, uh, it, it's, and then they're talking. So the the main event is a ball for a ball. 
kind of play on the eye for an eye match that Seth yeah. Rollins and Ray did. Um, so all night in every single match, there's nut shots to everybody. And they're they're both on commentary like this is bullshit. We're having a ball for a ball match. There's only two nut shots in the first match. This is bullshit. Like <laughs> who booked this shit? Like you know, stupid shit like that. Um, all in all, it was really funny. Two hours, um, well worth the fifteen bucks. It had my wife and my mother in law. Who my mother in law is kind of into wrestling. My wife is not, and they were both cracking up the whole time of. All the little jokes, all the swear words, all the random shit. Especially, there's a part where Chico gets knocked out in his uh, luchador deathmatch fight with Chavo. Mm-hmm. And it turns into the cartoon, and it does the cartoon for like three to five minutes. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, and then when he comes back, they they had a comedian that was on American's top talent or whatever i've never heard of him but he was on the show and like came in like ninth or tenth they said but Ooh. he ends he ends up winning the the luchador death match by putting a lightsaber through chavo and chico gets up and he's like you actually killed him you actually like he is actually dead and all the people that had died previous come in and they're like this is wrestling, man. Nobody's actually supposed to fucking die. Like you actually fucking get like I, I don't know, the, spin, the spin they put on it was great. Like I said, I and and full disclosure, I didn't even watch this inebriated or on my CBD smoke. You know, so that's what they call it in the show. By the way, I was actually perfectly sober watching this pay per view, and I thought it was hilarious. But if you are new to wrestling and you don't understand the backstage stuff that goes on or you're not familiar with things like WrestleMania one, two or three, you will not get some of the references in the, in the show. Fair. Smitty, what were your thoughts on what you were able to see from it? Uh, Like I agree with you. What is it? They poked, they poked a little bit, a little bit at everything like that. The Mexican death match. That was like a straight punch at like Lucha underground. So uh, like, uh, like got Demore got involved in that one as well, which was kind of funny for me because I don't like every time I think about Scott Demore, I think about Scott Demore as a manager. And um, Taya Valkyrie's fatality was fucking hilarious to me. Like Taya Valkyrie actually pulls out a spine, does like a full like scorpion fatality throughout somewhere in a match where she pulls out somebody's spine and just holds it up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, that was pretty fun. So that, <laughs> that's yeah. Sub Zero, right? Sub Zero for Mortal Kombat. No, Scorpion's yeah. the one that rips the. the Sub Zero freezes, freezes you. It's like a deep freeze where. Oh Scorpio yeah, it punches you and up. blows you yeah. up. Yeah. So that yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, like I said, yeah, the, the constant nut shots got a little bit much for me. Yeah, but I, I get it. it. Was all leading up to the main event, which I didn't get to. That's one of the things I didn't get to finish seeing. I got to the death match, and that's kind of where. I uh, couldn't watch anymore. Uh, well, to not to, well, I am going to, spoiler alert, the end of the main event is the powers of pain come out and remove the both of their balls. And then Scott, Scott Steiner comes out and is like, you two are idiots. You're putting your balls on the line. This is just a wrestling show. Like this whole thing. I really thought the way he was going, he was going to break down some math. And that was probably my one disappointment is out of this whole thing, I didn't get any Steiner math. 
But <laughs> he basically comes out and talks sense to them. And they're rolling around the ground. Uh, the powers of pain have the their ball sacks in their hands, and they're like, "Yeah, Papa Pub's right. This is the dumbest shit we've ever done." Um, they also do a really good spoof on Raw Underground. It's called. It was called Roll Under Shed. And it was next to a shed with a tarp on the ground with no ropes or anything. And they, they were, uh, Rocky and Carl are on commentary going, oh, before was the fake fights. These are the real fights. And like the guy that looks like the honky talk man actually pulls out like a plastic rooster. And he's, oh, he's got a huge cock. He's hitting him with his cock. <laughs> um, and it, it just, it, it's. I like I said, they like we were talking, they poke fun at everything, but everything they poke fun of. Um, for example, they had Nature Boy Buddy Lee come out with his faction of Nathan Horton, uh Knox T and Triple Hug. And Triple Hug got lost in the woods somewhere with a sledgehammer as they were doing their walk up the you know the the walk, and then he finds Mark Jinjak in the woods. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, and, welcome back, uh, Mark Jinjak. <laughs> and then, like Nathan Horton gets on the. They're like, "Oh, do the do the the famous Horton pose," and he gets on the the top rope, and he's like, you know, ah, <laughs> uh, it yeah, it, it was it was funny, man. And you guys had like backlash or bad blood from the stuff they made fun of because it was all like lighthearted and let's be honest raw, raw underground they pulled it before you could even really see the direction it was going in retribution it was is actually a shit gimmick like the whole world agrees that the way they it all played out was just I, nobody understands it whatsoever so remember I, when mustafa ali showed up and they were like okay maybe this is going somewhere and then the next week it wasn't <laughs> well, here's the thing they, they they bring in this gimmick to cause chaos and all this shit but then you literally have them lose like three times in a row to the hurt business and it's like why not just feed them like why not just make it like jobber faction or a group that they could have beat up and beat up and beat up and then you know eventually lost to the uh what are they the hurt business because yeah. then it would have been more for them to lose it also made the hurt business look strong i i don't know it's just but, but now my thought process with zelina getting released hold on uh, we'll go into that well I'm, I'm just i'm just touching on that because they could have done something like that and brought it back around and like made her the leader like this could all be a work but right. they don't they don't think of stuff like that no not all at right. all someone say all right yeah, I'm, I'm done. I think. I'm oh, done. I thought I thought Smitty was saying like he had something else to say. Um, so Z, what are you, from, Smitty? From what you're seeing from Talking Shop Mania, what are you giving this as a rating, sir? Uh, it was good old fashioned fun parody. Uh, like just like the first one, and they did announce the third one on Twitter. Um, they announced the third one on Twitter last night. Uh, so like. Because I was, it wasn't. I wasn't looking for like a good wrestling show. I was looking for a good parody. I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Nice. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm. That's how I take it. As you, it's not like any type of. This is the most serious thing you should watch in wrestling. It's hey, we're having fun. We're playing with it, and nine out of ten is fucking good for a parody. Z, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Gail Kim here and say it's the worst fucking pay per view ever. <laughs> Actually, maybe the second. 
All right, so one out of ten. No, I mean, <laughs> uh, that's just going off their gimmick. Uh, right, honestly, yeah. it's it's worth the watch. I'm with Smitty and eight or nine. Like, I it was all for fun anyway, and it's all supposed to be bad. So, like, they had this match with Freight Train. You guys ever watch Freight Train in the ring? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. So it's hilarious. He'll go full speed, and then that's his chop. But the guy in the ring sells it like it's a chop. <laughs> so, like, his, end, his ending is he bounces off the ropes. His feet are moving like he's going 100 miles a minute, but he's barely moving, right? And then he comes in with the elbow, misses on purpose, slaps their head, so they do that, and then, you know, they call the match one, two, three. It's, uh. Uh, it's worth the watch. Like if you got okay. two hours and fifteen bucks, buy it. You won't. You will not be disappointed. So let's get into something serious now. Uh, WWE. We it, this is something we've talked about twice now, and now it's uh, affecting. The, we talked about it the first time when it came up, and what we're referring to is the WWE uh, taken from the talent's bottom line to have their cameo, their Twitch things. Uh, they have to go through WWE now. WWE is the middleman. We talked about how we thought that was bullshit. Then the stuff with Paige we talked about last week. We talked about how even more so it was bullshit. And now this week it's affecting Zelina Vega even more than it's affecting Paige currently. Um, Zelina Vega, it was announced that she was released by WWE uh, the other day. And then she went on to her Twitch and she just was getting an outpouring of support from people. And she was like crying because of that. And she talked a little bit. Um, a lot of people like were surprised by this, but she was always one of the ones who was, I don't want to leave, give up my Twitch. Right. And she was very vocal about union uh, wrestling uh, unions to the point where before the news broke that she was released, she sent out a tweet saying, I support unionization. And then it broke out that she got fired. Obviously, we know that she was fired before, that she probably got noticed that she was let go before the, that tweet went out. So she had nothing bad to say about WWE on her Twitch stream. She just said, you know, she's thankful for all the opportunities they gave her. So they, you know, let her to deal with some of her dream opponents or talk, do dream things for her to fill her dreams, so on and so forth. And that's fine. You know, technically she really can't shit talk them right now. She's on a no complete cause, you know, for 90 days. I don't, I, that's the same reason why Gallows and Anderson didn't do anything on talking shop for 90 days. Like she was very gracious and let's be very fair. You should be gracious, right. To anyone that gives you any type of opportunity Regardless of if it ended up shitty, at some point you were happy. There's a reason you took it and it was able to do things for you. It doesn't mean that it was always in your best interest and that's why people leave. But she's acknowledging it rather than saying, I'll just wait to talk in 90 days. I'll just wait to talk in 90 days. She, being the bigger person for a 411 woman, uh, was out there just giving away all of, uh, saying all the good things about it. And that's awesome. Well, Dave Meltzer uh, talked on Wrestling Observer Radio, and this is what he said. Uh, he was asked about it by a fan, and he goes, so essentially, as everyone knows, the talent was given a time frame to get rid of their Twitch and Cameo accounts. During that time frame, 
Zelina Vega didn't get rid of it, and she opened up an OnlyFans account. <laughs> the backstory on this, and it's funny because one person kind of told me when the thing went down, that there are a couple of women that are making more money with their social media than they are making with WWE, and they are going to be re- and they are going to be real interesting. And one of those was Zelina Vega. On her Twitch, she's making a lot of money, and so it's like, what do you do in that situation? And I think she made her choice, and they had to fire her. And then right before it got out that she was fired, she made the tweet about how she supports unionization, which she has said before. I mean, it's not like that's the first time she has said it, and that didn't, and that did play into some of it now. So Zelina Vega is gone. Zelina Vega wouldn't give up her Twitch. Zelina Vega opened an OnlyFans account. It's not <laughs> naked, right? It's not like she's opening this up to be nude, but That's she's doing cosplay. all of her cosplay. So she's, she, she's showing off her cosplay, which is all the stuff that if you've ever seen any of her Halloween things like that, you've blown away. Selena Vega's cosplay is phenomenal. Spectacular. Yep. So she's doing an OnlyFans for her cosplay. I honestly don't know how much it is. It's probably 5 or $10. You know, if you're not nude, eh, she's a celebrity. She might be able to get $20. Um, so wouldn't get rid of her Twitch, supported the unionization, opened up an OnlyFans, Vince said, bye. Um, I would also like to point out just that, like, I don't know, 18 hours ago, Paige was live on her Twitch. So she'll be getting fired so, soon, too. Yeah, pro- probably. I mean, but Un- also... Unless she Paige made is- the deal. Well, so what it sounds like to me, because WWE put out, like, a, a Help Wanted ad for a designer so they could kind of make their own Twitch channel, in which then I believe they'll take all these talents, put them on the WWE channel, and then they'll actually be in their legal right to collect some money. Um, <clears throat> but... I don't know, like, if it, it just kind of goes to how big of a star she was, you know, becoming that she's making more on social media than in the ring. Like, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the <clears throat> chat, and obviously her in-ring work needs some work, but the more she wrestles, the better it'll get. I have no problem with that because she was a manager for so long that we've barely seen her wrestle. So as she gets those reps in, she will get better in the ring in a couple areas and then i mean i mean if she doesn't you know that happens too but if she does then she's a really well-rounded talent and a talent like that can go anywhere and i'm not i mean obviously there's aw there's impact there's new japan but i mean there's also all the social media shit so i mean really you're at a, a point in history where it's not as lucrative, like WWE used to be like the only place to work. Then, you know, the new box kind of came in and we're like, Hey, you can make a living off of wrestling. You just have to promote yourself. Like you have to, you know, they got the, the hot topic contract and new Japan and the merch and, you know, and they, they prove that you might not make WWE money, but you can make a comfortable living pro wrestling and not be in WWE. But now it's showing that like you like these these women can go on just social media and do their thing with you know Lana and her TikTok dances or whatever and make more money than WWE's offering them. So it's not as lucrative. It's not a it's not 
it to me it seems like it's slowly but surely becoming not the place to work. That, what's you know crazy what about this yeah what's crazy about this is people are also making less money in wwe because of this pandemic all of a sudden there's no house shows anymore the money that these talents are making by traveling and doing house shows is gone so yeah but what are you gonna do you have to find something line. else yeah but you have to find something else because if if that bottom line obviously wwe has to pay out that bottom line right so <clears throat> if you're not doing this stuff wwe is taking a huge loss but it does not change. That's just the contract. It doesn't change the fact that it's like, I'm going to assume that the bottom line also has to make, like if something is for unforeseen, WWE doesn't have to pay that, right? Smart money is WWE's putting that in a contract clause. And anybody who's anybody before this pandemic is like, ain't nothing going to stop WWE from making house shows. I'm, of course I'll sign that, right? Well, lo and behold, a pandemic hits no house shows, no money. So it's not like, I, I, I don't think WWE's bad in any way for that, right? Because it's the contract. I get it. You're not bringing in the money from the house show. How the fuck are you paying somebody? Good businesses, you pay money on what you make, you know, not take a loss. That's how you stay afloat in business. Well, they, so eliminated, uh, they eliminated house shows altogether this week, even moving forward. Once they can get back in front of fans, no more house shows. You're oh, really? you're right though. It yep. is in the contract because each talent's contract is it's over the core. It's you know from said date to said date, but you have to make X amount of period uh, appearances to make your contract. And then if you make more than said appearances, like that one year Dean Ambrose worked his ass off and worked like I don't know five hundred matches in a year or whatever, he got a little bit extra because he went above and beyond his contract. But right. <clears throat> so. With COVID and no house shows, you have a lot of talent that are probably going to be around six months to a year longer than their contract states because they have to fulfill these appearances before they're out of their contract. Kind of like they did with Luke Harper and the injuries. Like, oh, you got injured, so you didn't make any appearances between this time and this time, so you have to make up those appearances, and then you're done with your contract. So they right. do they do cover them their ass. Right. And, but at the same time, so right now, talent's not making any money from it. So what do you do? You find other ways to make money. like As an in- independent I, contractor, absolutely. Yes. Right. So WWE sees that these people are making more money than they're making at, in WWE with this. So WWE is like, well, we want to cut and we'll pay you what we you, what you get from this percentage. But it's also going to go towards the bottom line of the contract that we signed before this. And it's like, if you want to throw that in there for any, again, any new contract, I don't give a shit, right? But going back on these fucking contracts to do this is fucked. It, it really is. And when you're making your talent choose, obviously your talent's going to choose what's paying them more. Zelina Vega paid more, you know, CBD oils paid more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... While we're annoyed and pissed off that WWE is doing this, good on Zelina Vega for saying, fuck you. Smitty, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are, I think Alistair, like Alistair Black is maybe close to being gone, too, because apparently he requested to go back down to NXT, and that was denied. But he did that um, before like, Zelina yeah, Vega I'm probably, was released, like, though. I, is it, uh, is it, 
yeah, like just releasing a man's wife, do you think that's not gonna piss him off either? Oh, like Alistair's gonna go through oh, a like, table for the next year, Nia Jax is gonna come out, put him through a table, and leave. No questions asked. Right. I just think they do it to Lana because Lana deserves it. No, they did it to Lana because of Miro, but it's backfiring on them because now Lana's becoming a baby face because you have her get back up every week and no sell it. So it doesn't matter if Nia puts it through a fucking table every week. She gets <laughs> up and she's indestructible. <laughs> You're actually also, building a baby face and not even fucking knowing it. So, uh, so like, uh, there was a post. Uh, sorry. I think it'd be, I think it'd be cool for uh, the attorney had to go on her real name. But I think her real name is way better than uh, Selena Vega. So, what's her uh, real name? Thea Trinidad. Thea Trinidad. <laughs> that, I, I, I'm excited to see where Thea Trinidad ends up. I think it'll be uh, a. That'd, that'd be cool. Maybe go back to being Sarita. As long as you don't go back to being Sarita again. Nick, uh, Nick, what are your thoughts? Um, there was a post this morning. I think I want to say it was like dirt sheet radio or something like that and they put on there they made it look like it was something serious dave melcher finally reported that he was actually in the room when zelina vega had her outright outright release and vince mcmahon asked for 500 dollars for her cosplay she said absolutely not you greedy bastard and then nia Jax came in to try and break her arm but zelina broke the hold and that's why she got released <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Wow, that's a lot of fantasy fiction writing. That's <laughs> uh, something besides, they would do on Raw. <laughs> besides that, I mean, you're just I, – I agree with what you said, Mikey. Good on Zelina Vega for being like, fuck you. Uh, especially, you know, the points that you guys brought up with the fact that these wrestlers are independent contractors. And during this time in our lives where they're not doing these house shows and not getting the same amount of exposure that they're used to, whether it be, you know, there's some of the top names in the company or they're just getting TV time sparingly, whatever the case may be, they should have that opportunity to do something as simple as, as Twitch and make that, that money. So I, I do agree. I, I think it's good on her for, saying fuck you and with a talent like her she's not going to have any problem getting any type of work uh in the future all right especially when you have impact and aw where you can like sign a contract but you're not exclusive so you can go do other things you could even go work in other promotions as long as long as they have some kind of like you know like they say new japan on aw quite a bit and there's a lot of their like john moxley does double duty I mean, uh, I don't Chris Bay about to start doing double duty. He's in the Super J Cup. Right. So, I mean, there are yeah, other companies. Now, granted, you have to hustle more to make the WWE money that you were making. But, I mean, if you really want it, you, there is more than, you know, plentiful opportunities out there to make, you know, good money. I support bipartisan wrestling. I agree. Okay. all right um so well what's up man uh basically we're just talking about zelina being uh, released from wwe or for the most part it's probably most likely her going uh no i'm not doing that so quit quitting just you know wwe going we get to say you're fired so uh what are your thoughts on it well 
I don't watch WWE because Ryback told me not to. <laughs> okay. Not what she was used much on TV anyway. <laughs> um, I I don't. I mean, the whole the whole thing. Like, I mean, honestly, I didn't know about any of that stuff. Like, because I don't. I, I just don't follow it, and I feel like the the basic fan like me just does not care. Uh, I mean, I mean this this is this is purely like a a true like a true fan like Mark Mark uh, story to follow. Like that, the average fan doesn't care. The the ten year old watching Raw SmackDown, whatever. Like, I mean, oh, I will, I will, I will argue the ten year old because the ten year olds are all into video games too, and that's man, they they find other WWE superstars doing stuff that they're all doing. They're watching like crazy. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, no, no, no major social media platform right now. How 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 over was Zelina Vega with that crowd? Right. Yeah. Like if it was AJ or Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns or like one of the bigger names, I mean, I, I think it would have a bigger, bigger impact, but I mean, but overall, like, I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, she wants to, she wants to do her own thing and like what they're doing is not fair. Um, and for her to be able to walk away and she does have talent, she, and she will be able to find work somewhere else. And, you know, she gets to go and talk to Jericho next week and, and air dirty laundry and be sour grapes too. Well, 90 days, months. 90 days. Months. <laughs> 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 Gotta follow that 90 day no compete. <laughs> Walt does bring up an interesting point though. In WWE's key demographic, most of them are children. Most of them probably do not give two shits about this. Uh, no, I see. That's the thing. I'll argue the children thing because even as having a kid who's barely into who's barely into wrestling but really loves video games, she knows of these people that are on uh, their uh, their Twitch streams and everything. AJ Styles is one of them. You know, Zelina Vega. Obviously, Paige. Zelina Vega and Paige probably make more than AJ. AJ was even doing something that wasn't Twitch, like he was trying to get get something else over, and everyone's like, no. Um. So I don't know, man. It's it, like it is very yeah. oh no no yeah no. what is parlor uh no 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 I'm not, I'm not our good friend, Kirsten, who just happens to get random dick pics every day for no reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, it. if you're like, okay, so Walt plays video games, right? Walt loves video games, but Walt loves a specific video game. Walt is huge at, in NHL 2K. Uh, he's also like the Assassin's Creed stuff. He'll play the other ones, you know, occasionally, but the ones that he's really into uh, no one really streams them. They do, but they don't. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's not like, they're not the lucrative stream things. Like, a lot of people like to watch people fight other people. You know, uh, hi, Katie. Bye, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Every one of our significant others have been on Breaking Down the Ring now, officially. <laughs> She's going to Costco. What's the over-under how much she spends? Uh, let her tell her I need to know if there's a PlayStation 5 there. And if there is, I'll take it. 
<laughs> so it I could be too. over 500. I have the I money. Will I will follow you. Yeah, I will fucking come to Costco and get, and pay for it. <laughs> I just, if you find it, no? No, I'll put it on my Costco card and get the points and you can pay me. Don't worry. I'll look for you. Oh, I we need two of them. I want one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> She gave you kids, man. She can I can hook up a PS5 that I'm paying for. <laughs> yeah, no, I like no. I, if she comes home with your your only choice is to follow her because if she comes home with one, he's never gonna give it to you. Yeah, she never got it. I agree. I don't know what happened. Yeah, she can find one. This Miles Morales PlayStation 5 Spider-Man game is amazing. <laughs> I got a PlayStation crazy. 4 to talk about. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. PlayStation, yeah. I plan on PlayStation 4. Um, <laughs> hey, fuck, what were we talking Talking about while playing video games and not... Well, they don't stream I'm the video games that he games. plays. Yeah, yeah. So the video, you know what I'm saying? So it makes sense. Like, that's, that's what Walt watches for. That's what Walt pays attention to, you know? But these other streamers, they, they're big fucking money. They really are. And it started off with some of these guys just doing fucking Minecraft. But this is kind of more so to my point about the them people not caring that she got fired from WWE because now she can still do her Twitch. So they're still going to follow her on the video game thing. So Right. And, I mean, and, I'm, for them, and I'm not – yeah, I'm not saying the following that she has in WWE is every everything that she got from WWE is all on Twitch now. It's obviously there's different people who are just video game people that find her. Right. But obviously you have your, your base is what's going to watch. And they're going to tell their friends who are also into video games, who are not into wrestling, but they're into video games. So it, it works its way around. Obviously there is the stepping stone, right? Let's not pretend there's not the stepping stone from having your WWE stuff, but it's like you, like Walt said, like Z is agreeing with and like I'm agreeing with, it's not like if she wasn't in WWE, she wouldn't have a following on Twitch. Because there's a lot of people that got these video game followings just on video games. Plus, not for nothing, sorry, she's fucking hot. So when you get a hot girl on, like, Paige is in those spaghetti strap tops. So there's some fucking tweens going, fucking love this fucking video game, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zelina, <laughs> Zelina Vega is not play some, some, some guys in his mom's basement somewhere jerking off to it. We, right. I, I don't know. You see Zelina Vega. Page and kids are just on point. Ah, so good. So good. <laughs> so it's not like. BDR didn't give him a circle jerk. No. You didn't do anything. You broke the circle. Oh, Smitty. Matt. You are Smitty's the one. Smitty, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he's the dude we're He's got to eat the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the dude to say, give him in the biscuit. <laughs> but so that's what we're saying is it's good on her for fucking leaving. Because this is finally a time we could talk about this, that we're proud of the person on the other end. Okay, WWE, we've fucked them. We've talked shit about them enough regarding this. We know it's fucked up, but she is someone. Now, Walt, now while Walt said that she's not like the, one of these top names, that's fine. But she's one of these top females. She really is. She's at least in the top 10, right? As far as popularity, being on TV weekly, she was 
Andrade's manager. They pushed Andrade to the moon because of Charlotte. She was with Andrade in NXT when he was, you know, the title holder. She got to take on um, Asuka in a women's raw women's title match. She is in the twice top. Yeah, twice. She is in the top 10 of women in WWE. Is she top five? No. Is she probably number 10? Very much so. But that's still but enough. She's really good on the mic, though. I right. mean, she's, she's up there on mic skills, like with, with not even talking, just with the women, yeah. with all superstars. Right. But I'm talking women. Who are you looking at above her? Obviously, the four horsewomen, even though Becky's nearly not around. You know, Natty's up there. Peyton Royce is up there. Man, she really might be in the middle more, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say. Asuka. Yeah, she might be around six or seven. I mean, now if we go with NXT stars, too, then she's definitely, like, maybe 12. But whatever. But she's still young, moving up the ranks. And she has a story behind her. That's the other thing. I'm really blown away that WWE didn't jump on it because as much as Zelina Vega is uh, great on the microphone, she has an actual real life story behind her. Her dad died on nine 11 was one of the firefighters in New York that died on nine 11. Like I think firefighter, either way, I do know that her father passed away on nine 11 and it's a story and it's something that's like super fucking American and everything like that. And that's usually WWE's fucking Come dumpster they were, right there, man. They, they were probably saving it for her big push. Like once, once they establish her as a superstar, then you start getting into the depth of the character, and that's when they roll the this is who Zelina Vega is. That makes sense. That makes sense. Anyway, good on Zelina Vega for fucking leaving. All of us seem to are in uh on her side. We definitely believe it's necessary. All WWE has to do though is take away the bottom line. So go, okay, you don't get guaranteed money if you don't do shit all year, but you can go do all your extracurricular things and talents like Zelina Vega and, you know, whoever's making money on these, you know, separate, uh, you could even take separate bookings too. Just get rid of the bottom line. It saves WWE a shit ton of money because then you don't have to pay people that aren't on fucking TV. And th- it keeps your talent happy. It would be a win-win. You know, but, uh, so when Nick mentioned the house show thing, I went and looked it up. And uh, th- this is literally a couple days ago that this came up on Wrestling Inc. And it said, during recent contract uh, negotiations, a number of talents in WWE were told that the old way of touring and doing house shows is not coming back, even after the U.S. bounces back from the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, according to the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. Meltzer noted that the recent releases of close to a dozen employees, including longtime ring announcer Tony Schimmel, was another indication that WWE was possibly moving on from live events, which was a significant revenue source for the company in the past. With WWE setting record profits, even without doing house shows, the company is gradually moving toward the mindset that it no longer needs to tour for 300 days a year. Furthermore, Meltzer highlighted that the live events division, which started over the past year, was often a money loser and had become dispensable for WWE in the longer scheme of things. Meltzer noted that with the economics of the wrestling business different than they've ever been, house shows are now viewed by a WWE now viewed by WWE as a place 
where they can sell merchandise and give exposure to inexperienced talents. What they found out is that no house, with know-how shows, all of a sudden WWE shop merch numbers skyrocketed and the total merch sales ended up almost being identical to when they were, there were shows, which shocked everyone, wrote Meltzer. The pandemic era has seen lesser travel, exhaustion, and wear and tear, and thus fewer injuries, which has been seen as a positive by WWE brass. Uh, NXT's had a shit ton of injuries. I mean, they've all had injuries. But I mean, I, mm-hmm. I feel like th- the number of injuries is up. But as far as the house shows go, it actually makes sense because now each pay-per-view when we get fans back means more. Now when that pay-per-view comes to Detroit, it's going to sell out because I can't go to the holiday one. Or you know what I mean? Like when Monday mm-hmm. Night Raw comes, it means more because it's the only time they come. So people are more likely to spend a little bit more money on the live show because that's the only time of year they ever come to your town. So it's like old school. It's like the reverse booking right now. Right. Well, think about this. I know you said that the NXT, some of the NXT injuries are up, but when you're usually doing house shows, obviously when you're doing house shows, you're doing five nights a week, right? You're doing your four at uh, whatever it is. And then your other one that's raw or SmackDown. So that means you're still doing everything that you do in the ring that one day. Injuries might be a little bit more down, but if, wrestlers aren't doing other things like working out, running the ropes, getting their own fucking wrestling ring or hitting the gym to hit specific muscles. Obviously some injuries are going to go up because doing it five days a week is means you're staying limber. You're keeping everything loose, everything like that. So while it might be more profitable for WWE, yeah, repetition, right? While it's more probable that WWE is getting rid of house shows, these talents are going to have to start doing a little bit more, Gym wise, preparation wise, every week. Then, what are we gonna do, say? Do you think there's a connection to the number of botches we see? Because they seem to there seem to be a lot. Um, can we connect that to there not being house shows? Like every like if you like you were saying like you do it five days a week. So at this point, it's muscle memory. It's routine. You could close your eyes mm-hmm. and do it. You know. So now that you're only doing it two, like is that why we're seeing a significant amount of fuck ups in the ring? Because they're not doing it as much, or or you don't have that time off camera to get chemistry with a person you've never been in the ring with before. I don't think, but see, we've with having Orlando on the show, he always said about chemistry. Chemistry is bullshit, right? It's are these people? How are these people working? Now, granted, I I agree. The more you do something, the better you are at it, right? The more rep, the more reps you have at something, the better you do it. <clears throat> It's not like they also don't have the performance center. And a lot of these people are located in Florida, right? Most WWE live in Florida, which means they have full access to the performance center. Now, if you're honestly talking about completely getting rid of house shows, you do need a couple of more performance centers. You do. Because you can't just expect everyone to live in Florida and go to Orlando to be able to train whenever they want, you know? WWE should, could open up a couple performance centers, one in New York, you know what I'm saying? Or in the suburbs of New York, man, it is fucking pouring over here. Yeah. It's coming down. <laughs> like but even my internet, way soon. Yeah. Even my internet's flickering. Like, oh, we're not you guys that bad. Keep, it's just high winds right now. Oh no. I'm like looking at the fucking house across the window from me. Holy shit. Um, yeah, but you're right, 
and it wouldn't it wouldn't be that hard. They could almost work out a deal with like wrestling schools throughout the U.S. So that way, their talent always had it kind of like a a gym membership. You know, like oh, you're part of WWE, you can go to the House of Truth and train when you're in in the area. Or you know, there's you know, Seth Rollins got a school in Iowa. You can go there and train if you're in the area. You know what I mean? Like they could do something right. like that, or they could just literally buy a warehouse in every fucking state and put a ring in it and you're good to go. And and not even every state. It's like, okay, where are we seeing that the majority of our talent lives? Okay, there's Florida, there's the New York area, there's the California area. Right? Texas. Those are your and, and Texas. So there you go. You you put up three fucking Saudi Arabia. centers. <laughs> uh can you gotta put one in Canada. <laughs> For the ones who can't travel during pandemics. Yeah. So you put up three or four performance centers, right? And you're making it easier for these wrestlers to train throughout the week because you're getting rid of house shows. You're keeping them limber so it's less injuries. They're also still not worn the fuck out. WWE with no house shows, like you said, Z, it makes everything else that has a fan event way more uh, profitable for them. Well, and it makes sense. Uh, It explains why I got an email earlier this week. It was, I think, like Tuesday, maybe Monday. And it was a 10 minute survey from WWE asking questions about like, how likely would you be uh, able to attend a live show? You know, if once they're available again, and would you go to two live shows within two days? How much money basically would you be willing to spend on a ticket? And it wanted me to like enter actual dollar amounts and, you know, for my value for the seat and and so on and so on. And then two days later, they're like, okay, well, no more house shows. (laughs) Hey, Nick. You should turn a light on, bro, because you keep disappearing into your background. <laughs> <laughs> it got really, it got really dark over here. <laughs> hey, hey, on, man! Wow, God, racist! I, I, I'm making the, the same type of surveys from uh, from the NHL and the Detroit Red Wings like, separately since uh, since. Oh wow! Yeah, like once a month, I'll get. I'll get, I'll get something from the Red Wings or the NHL at, asking like pretty much the same questions that Nick Nick just said about WWE as far as like my how likely am I to go to a game uh, once everything opens back up and you know and how much am I willing to spend like yeah, pretty much the same so I, I think a lot of um, the, the entertainment um, people are are sending out surveys like that just try to figure out exactly what <clears throat> what needs to do once we are back to um, to somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like with the Red Wings though, you play at LCA, which is a huge stadium. So for them, it's not like they can be like, okay, we took a hit on attendance. We'll just book a smaller venue because they yeah. already have a huge venue. I mean, I mean, but also I think, I think it's um, like with the NFL as we, as we've seen, like they're, they were already looking at cutting, cutting down amount of preseason games. Right. So, I mean, and now COVID helped the preseason just be non-existent that no one really cares about. Um, and I think the NHL is kind of looking at the same thing as far as like, are, do they do preseason, how many preseason games, do they cut the preseason games down or anything like that? Yeah, I, I, look, with everything going on, it makes all the sense in the world that they're trying to cut things down, making it um, more manageable for fans to want to attend stuff. But you're right, when it all comes back to a head, when Hopefully 2022 at the latest, you know, when the vaccine becomes wide thing and then it is more, you know, cut down and 
people aren't as afraid to go out and you can pack into stuff. You're right. The, the no house shows. It's a fucking. It's a fucking um, valuable ticket. Smitty, what are your thoughts? And I'll mute myself. <clears throat> right, good job. I was waiting for that. But um, <laughs> uh, I agree with Z about the house show ticket. I mean, about the house shows that the ticket uh, ticket value just might just be worth more. Like it'll make you want to go see things more. Um, I've always been more of a fan of going to see a raw or pay per view over a house show anyway. That mind spending a little bit extra money for the ticket was, but I do enjoy. I did always did enjoy certain house shows because some during some of the house shows seem like you can see some of the uh, wrestlers and talents having more fun with what they were doing, and because mm-hmm. they had they were more loose because it wasn't the cameras weren't always there. So, so as a fan, like if you like, we'll say we are like Walt will say like we're all marks here. Like you get to see, like we get to we. I think some of us enjoy seeing when we see the talents are having fun and enjoying their, doing their jobs. So I think the, house, the loss of house shows to a certain degree, is a small loss for more so the talents being able to be loose about stuff when they were performing. But I also agree with Z and you and everybody else about it makes the, the with the limitation house shows it makes any other ticket just seem more special, more valuable. Right. Um finally the last thing I want to talk about uh on today's show is Survivor Series 2020 and the progression of the company, even though there's a lot of past with Survivor Series. Obviously, stuff with The Undertaker is a main thing for Survivor Series. You know, 30 years of the dead man. But when you get into the nuts and bolts of the pay-per-view, you, you look at names that are on it and you look at it and you can go, wow, WWE might finally be doing this whole moving in a forward direction thing with talent. Like Team Raw is AJ Styles, right? Uh, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle. Team SmackDown is Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and whoever else to be determined, right? Um, Team Raw for the women is Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana. And Team SmackDown for the women is Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two other members. Uh, to be determined. Uh, when you're looking, I think we're about to have a tornado over here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Is, <clears throat> like the, it's literally, and this isn't like a, a Family Guy rip. Like it's literally raining sideways. That's how fast. Yeah, that was. That's what I just got over here. That's what I uh-huh. shown. It was fucking horrible. Like the the leaves are going up in like a funnel cloud. I'm like, oh, anybody see me? Anybody hear me? Yeah, we can see you. What happened? Maybe lost power. power. I just lost power. Uh, well, you can sign off if you want, Smitty. This is the last thing we're talking about. Or All you can right, stay yeah. on. It's your you choice. Say, I can save my battery. Okay. All right. Later, brother. He, he looks yeah. like one of those interviews where they can't show the guy, so they just show the outlines. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a DLC character you haven't unlocked yet. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, oh, there's his hand. 
So, yes. Yep. Men, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle. Uh, for uh, Raw. Riddle, SmackDown. Uh, huh? It's just Riddle. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Riddle. Uh, SmackDown's men is Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and someone to be determined. And again, on Raw for women, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana. And Team SmackDown for women is Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. So staying away from the championship matches. Obviously, the Survivor Series matches are stuff that they have used to truly elevate someone for the next part of things. Last year, they really showed off Keith Lee. Keith Lee is now officially a Raw member, right? And he had a good run in NXT. Um, the, it, it, it seems like WWE is no longer only relying on the past. Z, do you have a ghost or is that your vape? Uh, it's the vape. Damn! I was hoping I wasn't the only one with a ghost. Um, so WWE is moving forward and showing off talent and doing something that a lot of people have been giving them shit for for a long time, and that's just relying on your old hands. You know, granted, Randy Orton and Roman Reigns are in your major championship match, but you got Sa- Sasha Banks and Asuka for the women, uh, New Day and Street Profits for the tag team titles, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn for the mid-card titles. They're not just throwing old hands. Now Walt's kids in the fucking show, which is awesome because now both of our kids, all of our kids, sorry, Z, you don't have one of those, uh, are in the show. So, hey, man, what's up? Can you say hi? (laughs) (laughs) I see you got a little bit of a haircut. I just got out of the bathtub. Oh, just flat. That makes sense. (laughs) But so WWE seems to be moving forward. or at least giving glimpses into their future now. Does that make you want to be a more of a part of watching Survivor Series or is it still just the same old fuck WWE? Nick, I'll start with you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I missed part of what you said because my power cut in and out and it's back on now. <laughs> uh, do you want to take off too then? No, it's on right now. I just missed what you said. Oh, I said, do you think that, do you feel that you want to watch Survivor Series a little bit more because it's looking like WWE showcasing a bit of their future talent as well as everything that they have currently going? Or is it still, whatever, WWE, screw you. I feel like I have to bleep myself because there's a kid on the show. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look bad. Um, I, I mean, I guess I haven't looked at it from that perspective, trying to showcase new talent. Um, you know, to me, Survivor Series, it used to be one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year, but the last couple years I've been kind of let down, with the exception of last year with NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw. That was fuck, that was amazing. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm kind of in between because there's a couple of the matches that I'm really intrigued by, like the New Day and the Street Profits. Um, I want to see, uh, Asuka and Sasha Banks. Um, I think that'll be a good match. The traditional survivor series matches don't really have my interest at all. Um, I would like to see them go back to really showcase talent. I would like to see them add more traditional survivor series matches to the mix back when we used to have four or five matches on the whole card, but each one of them was, you know, the Hulkamaniacs versus, you know, the million dollar team or or whatever the case may be. I would like to see it go back to that 
to really to really showcase a lot of the talent. It can still be SmackDown versus Raw. Hey, we'll put together these guys from SmackDown over there against Raw on multiple levels. Have you know four or five matches like that. You know, I fully agree with that because they're getting to these things of having to drop titles to different wrestlers. Like AJ Styles had to lose the WWE Championship to Daniel Bryan because they didn't want to have AJ Styles lose to Brock Lesnar twice in two back-to-back Survivor Series, right? So if you had done more of a traditional match where the captains are the title holders, then the title holders don't have to be pinned you know what I'm saying, uh, by that person. And you can keep continue holding on to these belts, especially if you did it all. Like, uh, obviously, like you said, you got the women. They could, you know, co-captain. You could do your tag team ones where you have your – granted, it's a fuck ton of people. But, look, there is one, They two, used to three. do tag team five, five – uh, they used to do tag team Survivor Series matches. Right. It's really not that bad. So – Go back and watch the first Survivor Series. <laughs> I have. Now, you got twenty okay, dudes you, standing outside of the ring there. <laughs> I fully, oh, I fully damn. agree that it's more difficult with the tag teams, right? But at the same time, if you're doing it with your top champions, your your champions, your main titles, your women's titles, and your mid card titles, that's three traditional Survivor Series matches that you can have. Then you could have a tag team one if you so want it, or you can have the tag team champions face off. You know, I w- I agree with you, Nick. I would love to see much more traditional throughout the pay per view, but it also makes a lot of sense to where you're not dropping titles just because you don't want to see someone lose twice to someone else. Well, what are your thoughts on Survivor Series? Are you appreciating how they're show- showcasing a lot of the possibility of their future as well as the old hands now? Um, so like. Kind of like what Nick said, Survivor Series was one of my uh, one of my favorite pay per views. And then a few years, and then a few years ago, they kind of got away from the traditional Survivor Series matches, and it just kind of became just another pay per view. Um, now, on the flip side, the last few years, the way they've been doing it with Raw versus SmackDown, and then last year with Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, I've really been into it, and I've really enjoyed it. I'm actually looking forward to uh, to Survivor Series next week. And and I mean, I. I I, I I like this. I like this the way they're doing it. With you have your champion versus champion, where it's you know where no titles are going to change hands. You're just it's just kind of like let's see who the best is. Let's see let's see who the best champion is between you know with your tag team titles and your IC title and the US title and the and the, and the main titles on both on both brands. Um, now I would I would like to see at least one or two more of the traditional adversary matches as well. With, with with the pay-per-view but at the same time who would you who else are you going to put in there where i was going to say i don't think you have enough talent to do any more traditional matches at this point at the at this stage in covid and everything right i mean that's what i'm saying it's like kind of like i mean i would like to see more traditional matches but who are you going to put in there where you're going to go oh yeah i want to see that guy i want to see right. that team you know i mean like, you could I, you could always add NXT to the mix like they did last year and that would make it interesting and it, it's surprising to me that they haven't because you would think they had NXT run the table last year right so well, don't, they, they don't Raw or SmackDown want a shot at redemption well, well it worked so well 
Well, SmackDown won the main won the main match because Ro- Roman was Roman. Well, no, Raw did because Roman was uh, final was the last survivor because he, he, yeah. he, he, he right. But, yeah. but they they still had a good showing for NXT. It made it interesting, and they could go depth into different yeah. Survivor Series matches. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not a booker, so. Not even T. Z, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Uh, again, growing up, uh, one of my favorite pay-per-views, but also I've been watching wrestling so long that it was one of the only pay-per-views. So you <laughs> almost didn't have a chance but to like it. Um. It, I, I'm glad they're going back to the more traditional style. They the the champion versus champion. You don't necessarily have to do your main champion versus your main champion. You could give them each a team and do a traditional match with them, and then maybe have like a Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn and like a tag team title match. Um, but I, I mean, I'm in the same boat of. I like that they're going back towards the traditional and they could 86 some of these singles matches and make it, you know, just make it all traditional. And I, as a fan, I'd still be happy with that. Um, it's and, great. That, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I thought you I were done. Say, and it's, I, I noticed that as they were building these teams, I was like, you know, especially like the women's match, they're showcasing women that you don't really get to see on TV. And like Liv Morgan has improved greatly. Ruby Riot's always been good. Bianca Belair mm-hmm. was a stud in NXT. So they're like, they're showcasing the right women and not trying to put, they're not really trying to push any of the four horsewomen right now. They're kind of like giving these younger talents, uh, you know, a time to shine, which is a great pay-per-view to do it. You can get your shit in, you can, you can look good and then you can honestly lose by a roll up and it really doesn't hurt your credibility because it's kind of a wacky style match. Right. So. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I like the, the way they're going with this. And yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't, I also agree uh, that I like some of these title matches, especially the way WWE is destroying tag teams. Like you could have had the women's tag mat titles be defended on this one, right? You could have actually done something with that and still had a uh, women's thing. Like you just pull a team and then that's four women. And then you just put four other women in the, traditional survivor series match and you could have champion versus champion team you know to where you could still have like lashley and sammy zango at it but the two top ones obviously that's where your money is right like looking at this you know what's going to happen drew mcintyre is well i don't know because drew could have I, I doubt it but let's not pretend like drew can't go over uh, on monday and then go into Survivor Series to take Roman Reigns to lose because they're kind of building that right now. Um, well, that another put Randy at 15 when he wins it back. Better than Triple H. Um, but then you have <laughs> Roman Reigns. You said what? Triple H isn't going to let that happen. I don't know. He loves Randy. He might. No, then he'll just no. come. I think, they're, I think they're honestly building to him having 16, and then him and Cena will go at it to see who gets 17. For a vacant title? We're just going to strip this belt. Oh, <laughs> act like dumber shit hasn't happened. Right? No, it has. It has. But they're going to do it with the Universal title. So it's not the WWE one. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, 
then if you put your two top title guys in a survivor, traditional Survivor Series match, one, you can have a lot of fun with that. But two, you don't risk making someone look weak before going into WrestleMania, you know, just like they used to do back in the day. So I don't know. That's my well, thought that, process on it. That that and the Fiend's going to attack the Undertaker at some point during the night, right? Like, do you think so? No, I, I don't think so. He's he's they're they're building they're building him as a face. He's not going to go after the Undertaker. Yeah. If, if, right, if, so, if, if anything, so, if anything, he'll he'll appear and like someone else will try to attack the Undertaker and he'll pop up and he'll save the Undertaker. So, duh, is is this really the final farewell, or are they doing this showcase to set up his last WrestleMania feud so he can go out on his back? I don't know, man. I think he's done. <laughs> yeah, I think he's done. And it kind of makes sense for it to be his final one because this is like the 30th. He, he came in in Survivor Series, yeah. leaving at Survivor Series exactly 30 years later. Yeah, that's a great story. That's All right, boys. He's he just so traditional that I feel like he wants to go out on his back at some point. But I don't know. I agree with that. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know. But it's, if he's the one wrestler that doesn't, I'm completely okay with it. <laughs> oh, oh Edge, Edge went out on top. <laughs> So, so, so far. <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> it's if you choose. I'm sure there's a lot of wrestlers that have retired in their last match they won. It's very possible. But when you know you're retiring, you lay down. You put over Wait, someone else. Didn't Trish win her last match? Her first retirement? I don't know. I don't know either. She had to have lost the title of the leader or something in a retirement match. Now I want either know. either way like, she's like, lost. Like, that is coming like, out of retirement. Like went went out went out with the, with the win when she first retired. Was uh, it a real retirement or a storyline retirement? No, no, like her real retirement when like she was like gone. And, and I mean, obviously she's come back recently. Ooh, right. I don't know. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Because I feel like it was in it was in Toronto. I want to say she was in Toronto. Her last match was in Toronto, and she won. I could just be remembering that wrong, but no, no. I think you're right. Unforgiven, 2006. Yep. She and she beat one with the title. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. See, I know more than you do, Z. I mean, but you know, Duh. I mean, that's, you know yeah, that's that's a given. Yeah, he smokes a lot of weed. I forget things. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you spend more right, money boys. on that table you're sitting at? I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think so. I got. I, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so that's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for paying attention. Remember, go to breakingdownthering.com. Get yourself a good ring crew gear. You know, out here. That's what you want to do, bro. I wore, my, I wore my shirt the other day. Well, I'm proud of you, man. Look at you growing up. Uh, BreakingDownTheRing.com. You said what? Kate, Katie thought it was just a friend shirt. And then I explained it to her. And then, like, she got lost for a second. 
<laughs> Not surprised. What? <laughs> Makes sense. But hey, that's what the point of it was, is to make it look like it's not a normal fucking wrestling shirt. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for paying attention. We are your ring crew. Not Smitty, but Koenig 19. I guess I'll say something. <laughs> Tommy, you want to say something? Eat your pretzels. All right. <laughs> Just I'm say Walt. your name, bro. <laughs> and I'm Z. And me, the almighty one, Mikey himself. Thank you again so much for watching. Thank you so much for paying attention. We are out.